Hello and welcome to the first item of our podcast, Control-Alt. The podcast mainly concerns subjects around sustainability and climate change. Every item will consist of a specific topic and guest speakers from various fields to discuss, speculate and share their perspective towards a given subject. In this item we have invited Elda, an artist who is working on a sustainable society, Theo, an activist and a creative, and Lydia, a PhD researcher at Erasmus University. Today we are talking about climate change in relation to flight behavior and CO2 emission. The talk is based on Sunweb's CO2 emission compensation initiative. Besides, we have introduced an article published by the Volkskrant the same week, questioning flight shame and pleading for the good aspects of traveling and globalization. We are Sigrid and Jaihun, the hosts of Control Alt, a podcast about climate issues. So we wanted to start with the Volkskrant article and they, it's written by Hidde Boersma and it sort of says, uh, well it exactly says, now that flying is becoming accessible to all layers of population, the upper class is resisting it under the guise of sustainability. While long journeys generate empathy for other cultures and their medicine against anthocentrism. And he sort of based that on Alignment Now, which is a like a book from a Canadian-American psychologist, Steven Pinker. And he says that he sort of identifies three causes for what he has come to call long peace. And that also sort of refers to why we should fly and should travel. Because he says that um, in the past 70 years, like there was a reducement of wars, murders and incidents of violence because of globalization and traveling, so that you feel more close to other cultures and other people on the other side of the world. Mm-hmm. So you were angry about the article? I was, yeah. Or I am. <laughs> yeah, I get I get his point in a sense. I mean, of course, there is this aspect of sustainability that can also um, become oppressive in a sense to lower classes, but also to cultures, I mean, to third world cultures saying that they shouldn't develop. Of course, this is a tension because they want to have economic progress as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So I get that point, but we really don't need to travel to know what's happening on the other side of the world. And even if we would, I mean, we have all these media, uh, you you talk to someone on the other side of the world within a second. Uh, So it's really not necessary. You have nice documentaries, etc. Um, and it's just, it isn't adequate anymore to Yeah, that to was fly. what I was yeah. thinking as well. <laughs> yeah. That like nowadays with the internet you already have this digital globalization in mm-hmm. which you don't really need to travel as much as we are doing now. True, mm-hmm. but there, there are certain sort of culture thingies, very, very small things that you, you can really get from mm-hmm. the internet. I mean, maybe you get it on a Vice documentary. But mm-hmm. I think it's that in that case it is better to travel that way to properly understand the culture, yeah. In that sense. So what I think the only thing that I think is sort of correct here is that sort of we now are making the changes as like first world countries, and then we're saying to other countries you shouldn't do this, but they have never been in our position of the destruction that we're causing. So they're like, yo, mm-hmm. what's up? We're we're mm-hmm. we're just getting there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's kind of that's I. I get sort of the frustration from from that perspective, where you uh, get t- 
told you can't do anything, but you but you did it too. Sort of the the first world kind yeah, of yeah, exactly. So it's like yeah, it's when when everyone is doing it, then only it becomes like a point on the agenda. Because now the lower classes are doing it as well, or like the lower layers of society, mm -hmm. and then we are going to discuss it. So when upper class is doing it, it's all fine. Yeah. And when everyone or other countries are doing it, it's not fine anymore. Whereas it still is, I don't know exactly where I read it again, but if I'm correct, it still is the Volkskrant-Leser, the upper class, us who's traveling the most. Mm -hmm. who, I mean, I'm, I work in academia, most academic academics all know how bad it is to fly and everybody does it. Like each month they go to the United States or whatever. Um, so I think it's also uh, it's just wrong also to say that it's, uh, it's a problem of other populations, other people also traveling instead of mm -hmm. this group mm -hmm. that we're talking about here. Yeah. yeah. Why do you think these academics, uh, academia, um, allow themselves to do this? I think that it's uh, mainly because of a Western frame of mind that it's about an happening culture. So you don't want to miss out on certain events, on certain display of uh, art, on certain display of knowledge. And so you want to be very much in that place, in that moment. So I think that like within this article, what it's... Uh, kind of questionable is not that like you should uh, um, reduce all flying because uh, uh, if you fly um, no you could increase the flight because if you fly then you can get to know more people more cultures is it's very uh, upsetting that you frame it into this way because literally what is happening right now is that people are flying because of this happening culture you want to be mm -hmm. in all yeah. kind of uh, events and that specific yeah. Time. And it's because of our egoistic as well kind of idea because it's um, I want to be present. I do not want to miss out the opportunity of mm -hmm. also defining myself as an informed individual or as a, a person that is interested about those things. And who cares about the fact that I'm pulling, putting out a mission? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it doesn't matter that much. So if the if the pulling out emission would be more connected to who you are, maybe more connected to your identity, then it could make a change than maybe in the Western society. I think that it's uh, like what you said before about the fact that people are traveling right now and they're doing so, uh, all of the different kind of classes now have kind of an access to traveling. Mm. So what's happening is that the upper class, I think it's more focused on the happening culture. And then the lower class is now getting the uh, possibility to actually put their noses out of their house and get to experience more uh, different cultures. So that's maybe like the point in which you could say, oh, you get to know more cultures, you get to know more uh, ways of approaching life, and then you have this decrease in criminal, criminal organization, whatever, <laughs> like criminal happenings <laughs> or whatever. But I think that it's... Uh, the switch that you need to make is not about uh, the flight, it's about the reason why you fly. Mm. If uh, your only reason is because you need to not miss out, to be in all of those different places. I know people that like will travel to New York, then back, then you go back into London, then you go back, then you fly again into Rotterdam. And it's uh, um, just in order to build this network, to have a presence also onto the outside world that defines you as this uh, 
entrepreneurial person. Mm-hmm. Maybe that could be changed. Uh, the millennials will call it FOMO, no? Mm-hmm. The fear of missing out. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, yeah. uh, I think, uh, one What? of the switch that yeah. could contribute. So, so maybe when, uh, when you check in and the, the duana or the, how do you say, customs, they don't ask uh, business or pleasure, they ask business pleasure or fear of missing out. Yeah. <laughs> And then they just they decline. You know, <laughs> no, not allowed. Uh, come on, like a sickening passport yeah. <laughs> with all those to, like stamps. Uh, you have to show them their... their your entire program of museums <laughs> you're going to visit and the culture how intellectual you're going, intellectual to, yeah, you're going yeah, yeah. to be yeah. yeah i think that only increased the the popularity of those flights though yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i think people only wanted more yeah. yeah yeah but i fully agree also with you because i think it's <clears throat> for me also I'm, uh, i'm i'm not flying a lot and also especially last couple of years uh, i try not to fly Uh, except that my sister lives in Montreal, oh, wow. which mm. is kind of mm. hard. And she got married last year and she wants to have a baby. So that's also <laughs> something, that yeah, yeah. something to consider. Yeah. But apart from that, it's also, I mean, in our, in our I don't know, generation, it's, it's weird not to have backpacks on the other side of the world. Mm-hmm. It's weird to not uh, travel that much, uh, seen all kinds of places. Um, so I really um, uh, agree with your your point that it's a lot to do with identity, with the way that we construct who we are, um, and also to get recognition from others that you are living a full life or you are yeah. mm-hmm. getting most out of it Completely. without actually flying. But of course you can travel. I mean, I have friends who hitchhiked from Hoek van Holland to Hong Kong, which oh. is kind of yeah. impre- <laughs> impressive <Damn>. also. Um, <laughs> I don't know, I wouldn't do this, but I really appreciate the way they do it. And of course, mm-hmm. that's, I mean, if you're talking about FOMO, this is way more interesting than if you fly to New York a couple of times and then uh, see all the highlights and leave again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's a whole other aspect. I've, I've yeah. hitchhiked as well through Europe mm-hmm. and uh, it just creates an entire different uh, side of the, of the traveling. Yeah. But you do, you need the time for it. Yeah, yeah. It becomes it's more part of, a challenge of the vacation, well, yeah. Yeah. and you're not going to be, you know, you can't time it that properly. Sometimes you stand there for three hours, no one picks you up. Mm. And yeah. also, if, if a lot of people start doing this, or maybe it even gets better then, because then it's normal. Because now we're like, you're a niche if you're doing this. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it used to be more normal. Also. Yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. But then it's also interesting how you say that it's, uh, uh, like for example, with your sister in Montreal, mm-hmm. okay, so you um, will need to travel there to visit her. But then, you see, I think that it, there is the need to make two different discourses. Like uh, you could make a um, restriction onto the flights for uh, these academic reasons because it could be arranged into another way. But on the other hand, because of the global culture in which we live, we need to travel even to see our families, even to see, uh, uh, for example, I'm Italian and I'm an expat here. So then I have to go back to Italy every uh, Christmas, Easter, occasionally, no? And to make a discourse about, oh, you shouldn't fly because of the emission of CO2. Well, wait two seconds. It's not my three flights to visit my family. It's a, a bigger discourse, and you should make a difference between what flight and what flight. If there is the need to encounter people, then it's uh, how else are you going to do it? You cannot really make a discourse on that. And 
then if you are you can arrange I don't know a business meeting via Skype via mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. then you just do it like that but it's a restriction that for once it shouldn't uh, go onto the lower classes it should go onto the upper ones which are mm-hmm. using flight way more mm-hmm. and in order to uh, achieve like you know living the best life and uh, at the same time making a business meeting that I could do via WhatsApp uh, video. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, it, so it could be more like a division into two sections. One where it's more yeah. like for the pleasure of traveling in which the journey itself could also be like a holiday. And for example, with the train or the hitchhiking mm-hmm. or whatever, that, that becomes more of the whole experience. And the other way where it needs to be quick because the experience on location itself is yeah. the most important. For example, meeting your family or, or such. Yeah, but yeah. what you're also saying is like, uh, depending on how long you're gonna stay and for what yeah. reason. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're yeah, just there a business for one call day. that you fly to Hong Kong and, and shake some hands, yeah. you could do that via yeah. Skype or hologram in the future or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it doesn't have to be that you travel all that way just because of one meeting, exactly. which people actually do. Yeah, it's exactly. freaking crazy. Yeah. But then uh, that's the reason why I think you should make this uh, division now between who's doing what for what reasons and yeah. uh, also like the idea of then having one generic rule uh, oh you're gonna make the world better if also you that are like living abroad are not gonna visit your family for Christmas no yeah. <laughs> let's refocus that you should make uh, mm-hmm. some distinctions and I think that like also for example within the art world you have more and more this uh, situation in which because of the let's say I make an enormous installation and I bring it on the table at Venice Biennale and then I have uh, this piece this piece is about uh, the global uh, environment and the climate crisis in which we are okay so I build this humongous installation and then I have people flying from all over the world to see it Mm -hmm. and so I have a storm of pollution into just one place Maybe the installation is there for, I don't know, two days and then it has yeah, to be disintegrated yeah. again and transported again. Mm. And for this whole thing, so your piece is about the global, the global environment, the climate change, but really, like, what is it doing? Mm-hmm. It's creating the happening, it mm. creates the demand of people that don't want to miss out. And then you have the storm of pollution and again, it disintegrates, it moves to another place and again and again and again. Yeah. So for me, it's also like um, it's very much about this idea of not missing out and how you frame the demand for people. So how will we fix that then? That's uh, interesting because it's um, um, I am researching on ways to uh, reframe this thing. And what I believe in is uh, that since now you are talking about uh, virtual reality, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you have uh, places controversial ones. Uh, you have like uh, the Louvre in Dubai, which uh, has invested into um, a way to experience their exhibition through VR. Yeah. So like you can actually walk down the hallway of the museum, mm-hmm. just walk with your goggles <laughs> and you experience it and you don't need to go there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, it's problematic <laughs> on one end. Uh, because first of all, who is the who are the people who actually can afford to have the goggles, and uh, yeah, then true. what is the frame that will give those people the goggles to experience the VR? Onto yeah. it's a problem. But then, how do you make that more democratic? How do you extend it? 
there needs to be a switch into an ideal system. Maybe. But that's still where technology can come in, right? So it doesn't yeah. necessarily need to be VR. Yeah. Because VR is indeed maybe a bit closer to that upper class that can fly. Mm -hmm. So you still have the same problem. Yeah. Instead, you know, don't have the CO2 emission. But it's still something with technology you can bring to people's home or to yeah. maybe more you centered like countries. The, uh, the, the Google Maps where you, where you enter the White House, for instance, mm -hmm. to check it out. Yeah. That would be like a cheaper way for people to experience this, right? Too, because it's also, uh, I think it's safe to say that uh, a lot of people have the access to a mobile phone. Mm -hmm. Like a mobile phone is yeah. not exactly something that you see only into upper class hands. It's yeah. pretty common. But I don't know, even like the idea of shaping a technology that goes hand in hand with uh, the reframe of also the art world, uh, it's complicated because you encounter different steps. Mm -hmm. But it's not only the art world, because like the inside of a museum can mm -hmm. be compared to also the streets of Paris, where people fly to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it will be more of cre recreating that feeling of actually being there and experiencing it from home or from yeah. a more close location. But then like you would have maybe uh, this switch onto the hitchhiking Mm. No, because uh, if you can experience everything safely from in your uh, house, then maybe what's the real trip then becomes, uh, I just take my backpack and I just go into the place and I travel to the place. Mm -hmm. And then actually like what's happening is that the time that you put in this kind of experience, it's a uh, time, I think it's uh, the next luxury for this century. Yeah. yeah. So you you can afford to have this time to go traveling by yourself with mm -hmm. the backpack to experience real things. It's a switch. So like you have the new normal being, I stay at home and I can put my, gog my goggles and I can see, you don't really experience mm -hmm. much, no? Mm -hmm. um, first hand, I mean. But then you could do so if you take the time to also approach another culture, it takes time. Mm -hmm. It's not then just a fast consumption of uh, images. I go to the Tour Eiffel, I make a picture and I go back. Uh, it's more, oh, they had to, to, to take all this time off to travel there. Mm -hmm. And then I had to see all of those different people. I met some uh, new people that then lead me to new places. It's a different idea of the travel itself. Yeah. Also maybe I really like this idea. Um, also, because to, to get a little bit back to what you said about the division, making a division mm -hmm. between uh -huh. flying for pleasure or flying mm -hmm. for um, family, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. For me, it's a lot to do also not without, with making a decision and saying this is allowed and this is not allowed because who can tell what's allowed or not? I mean, this mm -hmm. is something we can talk about, but it won't happen in real life, of course, mm -hmm. because there, is, there yeah. aren't people who If, if there's a law, then yeah. we can decide <laughs> yeah. what's up. Yeah, but I think uh, I think that has is kind of problematic. Also, it's kind of a yeah, there will uh, be more protests in the Hague if we, if we uh -huh. start it, doing that. And I also think it's it's for me personally also problematic, even if I agree with it. Yeah. Still, it's uh, I don't want to use the word, but it's the first word that comes to mind. A little bit fascist if you hmm. give all these rules and saying uh -huh. this is what yeah. you can do and this is what you can do. Um, for me, it's a lot to do with making flying something a way of responding to the problems that we are in. Mm -hmm. So instead of making this division, it becomes a way for me personally also to 
say, okay, with my flying behavior, I, I respond to these issues that I'm worried about. So mm -hmm. this means that I will not fly if it's uh, for most conferences, for instance, um, that I also rather not fly to see my sister that often, also that I prefer to talk to her via WhatsApp video, um, <laughs> but that there are ways in which, which makes it less of a black and white uh, mm -hmm. question, but something yeah. that is, that I'm experiencing, that I'm feeling, that I think, okay, uh, what is the way that I, what kind of world do I want to live in and what kind of world do I want to experience also? Because it means uh, that you, when you choose to, I mean, I travel less now because mm -hmm. I don't, it's, I don't go away for the week for weekends uh, easily to uh -huh. or abroad, but I can do this here nearby, or um, which is also a way of making a new kind of world, experiencing differently. When you hitch, hitchhike, you also have a very different experience of what the world is, mm -hmm. just by by traveling this distance, by taking the train, or, or well, not the train in any case, but yeah. <laughs> by moving very slowly. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so it's 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 also about um, uh, uh, opening. Um, yeah, so my point is when you, uh, it is a way of responding, of course, when you, when you mm -hmm. choose these kind of flights, and it doesn't have to be the same for everyone, and mm -hmm. these are options. I mean, I know also academics who do fly to certain conferences, and I won't, uh, rule out that I will also because you have something important to say or to share that you think okay this is worth making this exception for mm -hmm. um, and at the same time it also makes you experience the world in a different way which at the same time also opens you up for new perspectives of okay maybe I could also um, do something differently I could uh, when I hitchhike for instance I um, meet certain people that I can share my thoughts with. Maybe they also experience the same way. Mm. And then you kind of, you're changing, you, mm. you see more options to make make difference mm -hmm. when you experience this world differently than when you fly to a, an all-inclusive resort and fly sure. back. Yeah. Mm. yeah, but then of course it depends also on what you're going to do with your travels. If you're going to an all-inclusive, yeah, you sure. already choose, you're not going to see much of culture. Mm -hmm. But you, you, what I think is also, it's just, uh, you have to be responsible about flying. There are some flying agencies, I think, um, Arca, or I'm not sure, who say they're not going to do flights to Paris anymore. You simply have to take the train because it's too close. or the bus yeah. because it's too close. Yeah. And that's something you also have to consider. Like, okay, what what alternatives are there, and do I need to take the 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 plane, or can I just simply take a boat or? Uh, uh, a bus to to the location but of course in with america it's a bit sort of different mm -hmm. but those are sort of also things yeah. you need to think about so you can go to your weekend trip or business thing but then you have to take a different transport mm -hmm. if it is let's say in paris instead of flying but then of course you got the time aspect of uh time is becoming actually yeah it's it's a luxury because we're losing more and more time, we're, we're working all the time and et cetera. So then it's, that's like a different thing. Yeah. And I also. think also like the economic picture again then, because if you, you we yeah. can now fly to maybe all the places in Europe for 20 euros, especially when you book a little bit smart. Yeah. So then when those opportunities aren't there anymore, mm -hmm. there are still only upper class people who can travel all the way to Milan 
mm -hmm. or anywhere. Yeah, but a bus is also pretty cheap, right? And, and the train. Yeah, but right. I sort of feel like that flying is the cheapest option now. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. I guess we're yeah. discussing also uh, who's responsible yeah. for the flight CO2 mm. uh, emissions. I think it's very interesting what you're saying. By hitchhiking, you're basically also you're a, you're a, a walking protest. You mm. also open up new ways and mm. you talk to people and they get to know you, what you're doing, and you're also telling about your friends who hitchhike to Hong Kong. So um, uh, who do you guys think should have the most responsibility in this? Matter. This, is, this is interesting because, uh, like as she proposed it, that then it's a matter of the individual, how the individual decides to shape his traveling experience based on his attempt on making a better world, his belief. But then you have also, for example, agencies and uh, uh, flight companies which will then take a stance onto this newly... Uh, a matter for concern, which is the environmental crisis. And so you have two different things. You have the agencies and you have the, the corporations, and then you have the individual. Who comes first? Because the corporation is a, an ensemble that provides a service to the individual. Mm -hmm. The individual is looking out for the service itself. Mm -hmm. How do you decide which one comes first? Like, do you need to decide? It, that's a... Another question, because it's like, uh, okay, I decide to take this individual approach, so I am concerned with those matters, and I decide to take this position, and I want to behave this way. But then, uh, the corporation that is like, uh, maybe uh, arranging the flights, um, making the trains, uh, and all those kind of things, then do they need to take a stance onto the matter, or do, uh, or can they just be like, oh, you decide, you can hitchhike or you can take the train. Well, why not both? Yeah. And you see now that a lot, I mean, Sunweb, for instance, I mean, they know, and even Shell, uh -huh. they, <laughs> yeah. they are aware that people think this way. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, of course, it taps in, even for their commercial uh, mm -hmm. yeah, outputs. Mm -hmm. This is important. This is what the times we're yeah. living in. They have to. Because people are, yeah. are getting angry at, at these yeah. companies, so they have to, have to change. But I think it's. I think it's. It doesn't have to be one or the other. It can be both. I mean, I think that a company says, "Okay, from now on, we're not doing short traveling planes anymore," mm -hmm. is a very good option because then you <coughs> practically force people to take other means of but traveling. That's exactly yeah. like what I mean. It's like, do you uh, do you as a company uh, force the individual onto behaving a certain way? So do you actually take a position, yeah, or are you just giving so, the option? Yeah. Open. You, yeah. sh you should have an opinion about this, right? Yeah, uh, but that's also like the switch, like the point of switching where we are on now is yeah. like is like the the cons the consumer, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. they are go they are like they have the possibility now to sort of change this whole system where we when we take a stand and we say we don't want to fly when it's it's arranged like this or we don't want to fly within Europe, then they will sort of adapt yeah. to our wishes. But, but then the other way around, they can force us by not yeah. flying anymore. Yeah, because so it's who's not... who's going to yeah, start? It's still yeah. not the majority. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, is it coming from the consumer or is it coming from the corporation? Because if it's coming from the corporation, then you're actually shaping a new way of traveling. Mm -hmm. yeah. You are, it's not just like uh, me, uh, that it's probably, let's be frank, like, uh, it's upper class who's gonna like uh, be, oh, I'm gonna eat chike for 
two months to travel to Paris because they have the time, mm. not uh, the other class. But then if a corporation is saying, uh, well, we also are going to arrange the flights within those conditions. So also the people who cannot afford the time for hitchhiking are traveling within conditions that are actually better for the environment. Mm. Yeah, but it doesn't, so it doesn't have to be hitchhiking. You can just take a, a train. No, I get what she's saying. She's, she's saying that if you uh, take away this option, yeah. um, uh, people who have the time will do the backpack and the hitchhiking thing, but then another corporation will, will start facilitating the flights because the, it, the, the market demands yeah. Uh, there's an option. There's, okay. an, uh, there's a hole in the in market. In that sense, yeah. yes. Yeah. Economically, so yeah. But if, if, if that n another market would be, let's say, trains, then they would have the upper yeah. hand on, on, on the planes, right? And of course, we're missing a big actor also, the government. Yes, mm -hmm. uh, I wanted to... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, please uh, continue before I... <laughs> <laughs> I got too excited. <laughs> <laughs> no, but of course, I mean... And actually also law in that sense, because of course we see yeah. now that, that actually Urgenda is making a, a case and I hope it'll, uh, uh, the government will actually deliver on, their, uh, on the, the demands that they, uh, mm -hmm. that they should meet. But of course, taxes is the obvious way to deal with this kind of stuff. Mm. It's crazy that there aren't taxes or hardly any taxes mm. on flying mm -hmm. uh, and on the kerosene. I don't know. That's the English word, but yeah. The fuel for... Fuel. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, and also for about the, the different kind of companies, I mean, it's also some people will actually um, choose to fly with certain travel agencies or with certain corporations that present themselves as more sustainable. Uh, and there will be other, of course, this is also, um, it's not necessarily that they will lose also their their position or their market position when they choose to go sustainable, of course. Mm -hmm. So this is mm -hmm. also, I think, mm -hmm. something. Yeah, I think also like the government as a third party is then probably the responsible one that needs to make the decision for the other yeah. two. Because we were also thinking, you now have like the cap and trade system for the carbon emission. Mm -hmm. So it sort of gives all the farmers the like uh, possibility to sort of um, stay within a certain carbon emission and they lower like this amount. So if I have like a thousand... Um, it, it, it's, it's, it's basically, it, yeah. um, from what I understood from, <laughs> yeah. you, from you actually a yeah. little bit earlier, um, so you, uh, you give farmers an amount of uh, CO2 to... Um, emission, uh, yeah. To emission, is that the, <laughs> the word? Think, anyway, yeah. uh, yeah, like only uh, one year they can uh, do so much CO2. Yeah. And uh, this is this is becoming a currency right now because they're starting to trade with each other. Like, oh. okay, I will sell you the yeah. rest of my because they allow it. Uh, the government allowed this to happen. Mm -hmm. And uh, but the problem with this is that uh, certain companies they are really rich, so they buy a lot of the uh, the right to mm -hmm. uh, to do a lot of CO two, um, and. Uh, the problem is that they can just they can just buffer for the next thirty years. They can just yeah, yeah. just do whatever Scarcely. they want. And these are really big companies. You know, they do a lot of CO two emission. And uh, uh, we were thinking about also yeah. um, why not also use this 
Oh, wait, sorry. Did you want to uh, say something about it first? Uh, no, I just wanted to say, like, uh, uh, the interesting thing about corporation as, a, as an entity within yeah, law yeah. Yeah. is that they have the same right that a person has, meaning that they can buy, they mm. can trade, they have power of the, the power of buying. So then, like, basically, uh, if I am a, a corporation like, I don't know, McDonald's, uh, I can actually buy all of these emissions like from the, the, the other companies mm -hmm. because the law allows me to do this. Yes. Mm -hmm. If you change the law within the corporation and you don't treat them as an individual with power of uh, uh, buying and all of that, then it becomes a different thing. What do you mean? Uh, I'm it's uh, uh, basically... it's. Uh, uh, it's a law structure that says that if you're a corporation, you now have uh, the same uh, rights and uh, uh, as mm -hmm. an individual. Mm -hmm. So per se, it's not just a, a corporation is an ensemble of individuals. Mm -hmm. I don't have the ensemble as an idea. I have the idea that it's McDonald's, it's one. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, and it's then one I can yeah. buy these things because it's me, the one entity buying all of those things. Yes. And I can then retrade them and I can, uh, be held accountable in court on to whatever misleading conduction I have. But uh, um, if you're a corporation, uh, you should be held accountable from the government onto this emission. You should not have the free hmm. power of buying and trade yeah. like this yeah. because mm -hmm. you are not one person that exactly. is buying mm. a bit of emission to grow your potatoes. You're mm -hmm. McDonald's, it's an entity, it's of a course. corporation. Yeah. 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 Yeah, they are being treated as yeah, an individual, but because but obviously they're not. No, obviously. they have so much influence over yeah. so many people. And yeah, but it, it's uh, something that came, I think, from uh, after the Silver War or something in America. They they made this law that will treat them as an entity, and it was because I was the Fourth Amendment or something that mm. has this clause in it about corporations specifically. So they become from like let's say an association of people that will then uh, have the public interest in their interest, they then became a singular individual that has the power of buying trade and mm. does not need to mm. be held accountable as yeah. an ensemble responding exactly. to the public. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was that is weird. All for that is actually <laughs> upside down, right? It's yeah. completely upside down. But it was probably all for economic growth reasons. Yeah, right? of course. Yeah. Yeah. And now but we're like seeing what it does and now they're changing the rules again. Yeah. And because economical growth, okay, but can you Tell me when it's enough. Mm. Uh, it's if mm. you're an individual, then uh, you have the, the needs that needs yeah, to be sustained. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. If you're an ensemble that then roots around like the yeah, uh, global true. culture, mm. then I what are your needs to be sustained? Yeah. And uh, yeah, we were talking now about the legislation and the government, like uh -huh. how how they how they can influence this yeah. um, this big issue actually, yeah. uh -huh. because right now we're in that time. Yeah. Now we're having the, uh, the, uh, the bad results from, the, from that uh, rule, I guess. Um, yeah, I wanted to ask you, uh, because uh, we talked about like, who's responsible for what and who should do what. And you think, um, if I got it correctly, um, um, stimulating um, travel, like a travel behavior uh, by law, you think it's a little bit, uh, it's wrong, <laughs> it's wrong or? I mean, who decides uh, uh, you g going to your family? Is that like morally allowed? Mm -hmm. Like by by law, it's it's a 
I, I agree. It's really it's, it can become really fascist and like. Mm -hmm. But um, uh, yeah, what do you think that uh, do you think that uh, corporations are should be the responsible factor or the in individual? Yeah, I think this is a difficult question because um, I'm a bit I'm more pragmatic in, at this point. So. Mm. Of course, I think it's very important to ask the question what should be done or who should be responsible. At the same time, um, we can say a lot of things about who should be responsible, but that doesn't help change the world necessarily. So, um, yeah, so for me, I'd say it doesn't really, I mean, it's never going to happen that it will be enforced by law, that some flights are permitted and some flights aren't, I think so, or at least not in the near future. Um, so for me, it's, <clears throat> yeah, what I'm doing also in my research is, what I said is trying to make these kind of options um, as valid options in which you can respond to, respond to the things that you are worried about. And this can be done on an individual level, but it can also be done um, by a company, it can also be done by legal institutions um, so that it becomes something that is simultaneously happening by a lot of different actors um, who can respond also to each other who can also uh, make it into or catalyze it or make it bring it further um, yeah so it's not really about assigning a certain responsibility to a certain actor although of course this is central in law and I think law is a very very important and valid point to uh, or role to to play here um, yeah but that's also uh, how to put it I, I am learning more about also how law works and also how these climate change litigation cases for instance uh -huh. work which I found very interesting but this is also you see in those cases also that the the, the usual way of doing law is also kind of stretched out because it's, it's different. They have to deal with new kinds of stuff. And you see also that they change the way they think and the way they act and the way they interpret law texts also. Um, and this is also very interesting because I think this is also a way of responding again to those things that they are worried about, or that we are worried about. So for me, it's more about changing this idea of responsibility of you should do this or you should do this. Um, because that also, and this may be an important point, I think it also um, paralyzes us in a sense. Mm, yeah. mm. Uh, because it's either, I see it happening a lot, is that what we, when we think, okay, when I think about, okay, all these problems, I shouldn't fly because this is going to be detrimental for, for the urgencies, and then okay, so I'm I'm limiting, I'm being hard to myself. I say okay, I shouldn't fly anymore, uh, whatsoever, and uh, and I think okay, this is some way of, of dealing with these problems. But at the same time, I see all those people around me flying. Mm -hmm. I see all those. I see the the numbers going up, the rates going up. People are flying apparently more this year than last mm -hmm. year. Um, then I think okay, uh, fuck it, huh? Uh, 
never mind, I'm just gonna fly and book a holiday because I'm tired and depressed because of all this yeah. stuff that's happening. <laughs> yeah. So this is of course something that is very difficult to, to handle mm. and I think it really helps us to think of ways of not being that hard or too, too strict on yourself but seeing it as, an, as a possibility to feel some kind of agency, to feel something that I actually can do is something that I can respond to these um, uh, to these problems and make a difference. Yeah, but I think that's also why the government could take a stand in that to make some sort of limitation. It doesn't need to be really strict, and that's why we brought up like the cap and trade system because okay. you also have these three parties: the farmers who are then the corporations, mm -hmm. the consumers who eat the food, and then the government who says, okay, the farmers have this limitation of some sort of CO2 emission, so make these regulations. And then you have this limitation in which they can trade like among each other. So yeah. if you have this limitation within travelers who sort of have a certain amount, maybe except for example, uh, mm -hmm. a thousand kilometers a year. And if I don't travel that much, I can give them to you because you need to go to your family or sell them to you. Mm -hmm. So you can, within the limitation, arrange this new market. Yeah. yeah, how do you guys feel about that, that this idea? I, I don't know. I don't know exactly what the idea is. Oh, um, it's like you, you, Theo, are allowed to uh, travel a thousand kilometers every year yeah. by uh, by flight, which is a lot yeah. to think about. Yeah. <laughs> Let's say it's 500. Yeah, I don't know. Doesn't matter. Just for the yeah. speculative. But there's a limitation from out the government. There's a limitation, and uh, you use it or you don't use it, but this is a way to stimulate um, our CO2 reduction. Yeah. So this mm. eventually uh, aims for. Um, for uh, a healthy healthy atmosphere yeah. or climate. And if I understand like, correctly, it's also that, let's say I don't fly at all because I don't like flying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And then some other person is going to buy my CO2 um, cap. buffer cap. Yeah. yeah. And then he can fly more and then I... Yeah. And there's, there is a, there's a problem in this and I wanted to introduce it mm -hmm. just by, uh, because the farmers, um, the big companies are now have, to have this buffer and they uh -huh. can go for like 30 years. Exactly. No? But there's an, there's an um, option, there's a way to, to also keep this minimized and they actually uh, um, uh, did this, I think. Mm -hmm. um, so every year, they, if you have a buffer of mm -hmm. 30 years, every year a piece of it goes, goes uh, oh, off. So at one point you start, you have to, it will become uh, positive, mm -hmm. if you get what I mean. Um, like you, you cannot buffer forever. No. So uh, it will go lower and lower and lower your buffer. So you will, uh, yeah, you will have to um, mm -hmm. yeah, obey but I think, the... Yeah, but I also with, the, within this sector, like with the farmers and the emission, which is separately from the traveling, then the farmers who become more, um, like sustainable, for example, they, they have like uh, solar panels or mm -hmm. other things that mm -hmm. compensate their CO2 emission. Mm -hmm. They will have more uh, of this CO2 permission left so they can sell them to other, yeah. to other companies. So it's also a way to stimulate uh, yeah. these kind of yeah. Yeah. ideas. Well, maybe you want to go first. <laughs> well, if, if, I don't know if it helps uh, take down the CO2 emissions, then I think it's fine, right? I mean, if it, if it, yeah, but if it, make, if it makes the collective yeah. of farmers produce less CO2. Um, yeah, but for the farmers, it, it exists already. It's yeah. now the idea if they would imply it on the traveling market, like the flying mm -hmm. yeah. market. So you have like... With the same reason and uh, aim. Yeah. 
Because I think that like, you uh, made a very good point when you were talking about uh, how you feel paralyzed within the uh, society that it's around you. Because I mean, if people are flying more uh, this year than last year and it's going up and then you make this completely like, you know, it's black or white. So because it's bad for the environment, I'm not gonna fly it at all. Mm, okay, I understand how you then feel uh, limited by your own decision because it's too much of a um, harsh stand onto the matter. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that within the context in which we live, we are always going to be hypocrite. Always. Like it doesn't matter, oh, you're going to tell me you go vegan because you want to save the environment. Whatever. Let's talk about your soy consumption and how that mm -hmm. influences the environment mm -hmm. yeah. from which they're mm -hmm. taken from. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it's a it's a whole discussion. I mean, you can go uh, vegan and buy from uh, I don't know H and M because you don't have the money to invest into a canapa dress or whatever. Mm. It's uh, the society that it's shaped around you will always make you feel like uh, whichever um, opinion you have, whichever like f belief or even emotion that you feel uh, connected to this topic. At one point, it will make you feel also as an hypocrite because you have uh, no other way of experiencing the world around you. So if you, for example, take in consideration how the government will actually uh, say that there is a limit uh, to fly, on one hand, you could argue that it's uh, against the individual freedom. On the, at the same time, if you give me this like, um, maximum uh, kilometers that I can fly for, can that I can fly for, then uh, you give me a frame of reference. I don't feel alone into this battle against uh, the CO2 emission or whichever other topic. I also feel part of a society that will then be shaped in that way. Because it's not just me doing the most, uh, doing uh, no flights at all, I'm not going to visit my sister or whatever. It's actually a whole society that is shaped elsewise. Mm -hmm. Government is there to shape society. It's not there because you have to, uh, I don't know, pay your taxes. Pay your taxes. Depends on the, yeah. on the parties that are there are though. Yeah, yeah. yeah but then <laughs> the liberals say that it is. Yeah, exactly. Kind of, yeah. But then it's a, yeah. another switch of ideas that needs to happen. If you, uh, if the people like around the world that are having this kind of concern, a new society needs to be shaped. A new idea of government needs to follow up in a sense of uh, Trump in America. Mm -hmm. uh, the fact that you go, per, for example, he, America went uh, out from the Kyoto Agreement. Mm -hmm. You cannot. Like, you're half of the world, <laughs> literally, yeah. emission yeah. or not. You just could not, like, um, you cannot think as your nation is your nation. You have to think within a global context. Right now, you cannot allow yourself to think as a, you're just on this tiny little island. As a somewhere. nationalist, in a way, right? Totally. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's not It's not affordable no. for the environment, yeah. but for the people living in yeah. it, yeah. we're going towards... So, um, um, so <laughs> you would... I would I would say, uh, just adding up to your story, that governments uh, could be, um, be more, um, um, I guess, hard on this matter. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, hiding behind, uh, not, not hiding behind, but as, uh, to have uh, the reason is because it's for our global good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, so yeah. if it's, uh, how do you say this word? Um, um, if they have a good reason, they can be 
more harsh, mm-hmm. I guess, yeah. Yeah. and limit our our, our, our travel uh, plans. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and also and if you then uh, fly to your family for Christmas or to your sister within this limit, mm. you don't have to feel so ashamed. Because now people exactly. have like this yeah. fly yeah. shame. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can just do it and you know yeah. that you collectively yeah. sort mm. of yeah. don't do it too much. Yeah, but yeah. also with, with, the whole, with the whole shaming is that um, a lot of times it's like either you go all in or you go nothing. Uh-huh. Sort of either you go to a yeah. steak restaurant or you go full vegan. Yeah. There's no in between. That's such bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's complete so bullshit. So I, I had the same when I was when I was uh, arrested for for Extinction Rebellion, and they <laughs> they the police asked me like what is your what is your meal uh, preference, and I said yeah I'm vegan, and then one of the cops said yeah but I see you're wearing a leather belt. And I was oh like dude, I, for instance <laughs> I bought this thing like ten years ago, <laughs> and like it's not about what I what I also do wrong. It's like yeah. every freaking bit that you do. <laughs> positively helps yeah. and yeah. that should be the focus yeah. Yeah. It, I agree. like if you fly a little less but you do fly once a year to your family at christmas they're already changing so much if you used to fly every uh every little vacation for a little bit of time then you already change it if you eat a little less meat you don't have to go all the way i mean preferably you do but even if you change your, your thing to a little less than you normally do, if a collective does this, mm-hmm. then it already has a major impact. But you and still feel like, I think, frustrated towards the rest of society that maybe not everyone is doing it. Yeah, but they're, they're, it's going to catch on eventually. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see a social change where people, uh, more and more people are becoming like uh, aware of vegetarianism and veganism mm-hmm. and it's becoming a social thing you see in the supermarket that that uh, the options the, the options become Grow, larger yeah. and larger mm-hmm. and eventually you can't get around it anymore mm-hmm. and it's also going to become this social status of saying i'm a vegan or i'm mm-hmm. a vegetarian and yeah. you see that companies are being attacked for for their co2 hypocrisy. and oh, their sorry. yeah but also hypocrisy but yeah. also their their co2 so mm-hmm. there's such a major change going on and I think it's also very important to see like that there has to be a social mm. change from it. Yeah. But the pointing the finger to either the government or a company or an individual, mm-hmm. you you have to point fingers at everyone because everyone is contributing. Mm. Um, also, old people saying, "Yeah, your young generation is going to fix this." I don't think you're once once you're still if you're still alive, you have to fix this because you're part of this whole CO2 problem. Yeah, otherwise your children are. Yeah. 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 So but the collective, sorry. man. It should be about yeah. the collective. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The the government should enforce, sorry, yeah. the government should enforce some rules and the company should change some things and the consumer should change something. Mm-hmm. It's not one yeah. party that is going to fix yeah. it because exactly. we're all in it yeah. together. Yeah. Yeah. I do think, I fully, I definitely agree with you. I do think it's also important to uh, stress the, the risk of when you say this that um, uh, of course there are bigger players and there are smaller players. Yeah, Shell is not doing the same amount of stuff that I'm doing. Yeah, but if I Shell, mean, this is of course yeah. Like Shell is, I agree. Like I spoke to a, a Shell um, person in the in the train. Yeah, I was talking about uh, <laughs> yeah. no uh, little, little side track. I was talking about um, uh, like uh, going to protest uh, from. I was going from Rotterdam to Amsterdam. And then um, the guy sitting next to me, uh, he joined in on the conversation. And then I asked him, like, hey, what do you do? Because I had like a feeling because of his uh, clothes. And he said, well, about environment, I work at Shell. Uh, but then 
uh, we had a very good conversation. And he actually says that, for instance, that Shell was trying to change the whole um, uh, boat uh, system. How do you say the the fracht? The uh, import export. Yeah, the yeah. import export that they changed from, I think, uh, to to gas or something. And they're they're trying to make a transition. Um, so, but this will already like do major impact. So if, if that company makes a shift, mm. even though they're like doing a lot of bad stuff, mm. if they do go towards positive, it's going to have a major impact. But then that's yeah. the same it's thing different. they are doing. Then if, if a person goes vegan, but they still fly, that's the same thing. If sh a shell changes one thing, but not the other things. No. So we don't have to shame I them then for... No. You disagree? Yeah, okay. um, yeah, because I think there are, I mean, this is... There, there is very much a difference between also possibilities and also, I mean, for Shell, for us, it's it's also on an emotional level, it's also on a mental health level, it has, it has to do with a lot of different aspects. Mm. Then when we are talking uh, about Shell, who just wants to make profits and mm -hmm. who are still investing in fossil fuels for yeah. decades to go. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is... I think we should really make a difference also, and I think it's also very legitimate to be angry at them, uh, even though, even though they are making an effort, but they True. are making an effort because otherwise they'll lose all their clients. Exactly. And they have exactly. a lot of people who will True. be angry at them. Yeah. Um, and it's difficult, of course. I know a guy also works at Shell who's actually working with the CO2 compensation yeah. uh, stuff that they're doing. Yes, and at the same time, it's also greenwashing. It's also, I mean, yeah. True, of course, is. you have it all is. the controversy with but the... But Shell is, is a super complex system because they have been... They've been talking about uh, global warming since the 70s. Yeah, they, they, they know, know they're yeah, doing sure. things wrong, yeah, but they yeah. have uh, um, lobby. What is lobby, it? Yeah. The yeah, the lobby party mm -hmm. and, and like the, the shareholders, <laughs> yeah. and they force them to yeah. continue on the path of, of uh -huh. uh, fossil fuel. Yeah. Now they are changing because they see there there has to be change. They have to, yeah, because they have to. Yeah, yeah but I think but it's this is a little bit too. To uh, how do you say? Korte de bocht. No, yeah, To getting them off the hook easily. Oh no, I'm not yeah. trying to get them off okay. the hook, but no, I'm no, saying no. that it's it's not just saying. It's they're a, a very complex yeah, problem. It's I'm not saying it's that a they huge are. Yeah. yeah, of course. And also, are you saying that parties involved? Mm -hmm. I, I guess you are very positive about any change. And uh, I feel like, and maybe you too as well, uh, that they should be more radical about this, mm -hmm. like a lot more radical. Because Sunweb right now is um, uh, measuring how much um, how much CO2 a flight costs, and they will transfer, uh, like, uh, calculate it to money, and this money will be invested in uh, sustainable goals and initiatives, which is a very radical uh, move to do. Mm -hmm. yeah. But it's also a way of seeing what sort of the consumer wants and then acting towards that in like a future yeah. profit mindset yeah. you know what i mean but, by the way i'm, yeah. I'm not saying uh, as in any change mm -hmm. um, also for big companies i think it should be like this where you have consumers should change and then big companies with major influences should have radical more radical changes mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it's it's like for the consumer has to do its part and the companies and then etc yeah, yeah. et yeah. so i'm not saying mm -hmm. that if they make a tiny change that I'm satisfied, they mm. have bigger uh, CO2 responsibilities. responsibilities yeah. So they have yeah, somewhat in like a percentage. Yeah, like a bigger True. company needs to make like a scale in a scale yeah. Like yeah. a bigger change. Yeah. Yeah. 
But then again, like uh, you cannot address the company as uh, you address an individual, because now, for example, like as you were saying, no, like you, the impact that I have onto the environment and the impact that my actions to improve it uh, has on me is different than mm -hmm. what it has onto a company which is driven by monetary value, by uh, an improvement that it's on a monetary system. So then you cannot address the company as an individual and say that they have to do better. You, it's, um, uh, it's too unrealistic. You have to consider that they're within a market. That you have to consider that mm -hmm. there is money that are being invested and money that are being given yeah. out. Mm -hmm. So for uh, for me to just um, point the finger to the company and say uh, you have to switch to a more sustainable, let's understand exactly what it takes you to switch. Like what is the actual cost you know, from a monetary standpoint, what it takes you to do this switch because you're not me, you're not an individual. Shell is not an individual, it's a company that it's on the market, it's, it has stakeholders, it has an import-export system that is global. So then you have to understand exactly how could they work out a new uh, system of production of their goods. And in order to do so, it's uh, a completely different thing. You cannot just say uh, you need to invest in this or that. You have no knowledge about what they could do to improve their system because you have no access to the monetary information to the market information to what is their import export based on yeah maybe we don't but there are a lot of people who do and there are definitely also i mean this is not the system yeah. these are very concrete people who are making very concrete choices exactly. and there are different options also available mm -hmm. different technologies available um, of course they have a lot of political influence etc i mean this is this is not some kind of I mean, I, I, I don't think you mean it that way, but I think we are too fixed also, and me also, in this kind of idea that the market is some kind of force that has hmm. the invisible hand that just has to move forward oh, in that, that way, not, which is really not true. Not, yeah. It's completely yeah. not true, but what yeah. I'm saying is just that, like, because it's not an invisible hand, it's actually a matter of being informed of what actually takes to shape a market. Because if I am just talking about you should reduce CO2, I should also be aware of what is the cost of the company to switch this production system, to invest into a different thing. It should be, it would be great to have a transparency from the, um, from the companies, what it takes to do the switch so you could better understand also what mm -hmm. are the steps to take. Because uh, otherwise it's just us pointing fingers, so you should do this and you mm -hmm. should do this. People need to take concrete action, but then you cannot just uh, be on the other side of the fence and say uh, mm. you should change this, but not actually be aware of how yeah. they will change exactly. it. Yeah, also because it's not just Shell that is like doing this, it's fueling our whole world with what we ask Shell to mm. give us. Yeah, so true. it's not exactly. just their part, that's again what yeah. we said, yeah. who is then, I think, Again, three, like the government, the corporation and the consumer in that case is like responsible for reducing. Shell, Shell eventually came with a, a thing that they said you can drive CO2 neutral, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, where you compensate for your gas. Which is kind of the same way. Yeah, because yeah. I want to bring this up, with, but I think Sunweb is, yeah. is this um, the consumer that can select the CO2 um, neutral thing or is this 
already implied in um, the flight. It is what they have for profit now when you book a flight. Mm -hmm. From that money, they invest in like in, in initiatives yeah, and so organizations that compensate. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's not that you pay more, because now it's the same price. Well, yeah. the guy uh, in the train, um, he said that they were doing the CO2 neutral thing, uh -huh. but then it's the um, uh, responsibility of the consumer to say, I'm going to pay extra for my gasoline uh, yeah. to compensate for my, uh, for my CO2. Oh. And he said, not a lot of people do that no. from their Surprise. statistics. And I was like, yeah, of course, <laughs> like you're, you're trying to enforce uh -huh. them. On, on and also then Shell is like screaming this at every gas station now yeah. that they compensate. But yeah. you already have this system at web shops and also yeah. booking flights at other companies that you can t check this box that says yeah, like, yeah. okay, I want to pay an extra amount but to just yes. compensate what this. I want to yeah. Ryanair. The question yeah, I have is, that. should we um, enforce the company to not make it mm. a choice for the consumer, uh, but then they have to do it themselves, mm -hmm. or should the consumer be the one to take the responsibility and they have to pay more money to compensate? Yeah, um, that's so still guess, the same thing. I guess Elder made a good yeah. point about yeah. the transparency aspect of this of the story. Uh, I guess consumers will be more uh, will be more um, less in conflict, I guess, against these corporations if they know what they're doing inside. Hmm. I guess they would um, uh, join uh, this uh, I will pay extra yeah. to compensate idea if they know that what the, uh, what the corporation is doing from within yeah, yeah, yeah. and this is always like in my opinion like there's this black box between the consumer and the corporations mm -hmm. and, yeah. the, and yeah. the government like we're in conflict we're constantly in conflict because we don't understand yeah, each other thoroughly yeah, yeah but that's also exactly this how we sort of lost track from where our products come from and yeah. exactly, what yeah. our flight yeah. we, does we exactly get detached from this and, idea yeah. of like yeah. chicken yeah. In, the, in the supermarket yeah. Yeah, you see it it's in not a chicken package. it's yeah. just yeah. food you know yeah. and i guess this is why uh, how research can play a major role mm -hmm. in this to connect these worlds, yeah, in a to way. just yeah. clarify within exactly. the black box, yeah. True. It steps a lot into my research because it's on responsibility, the ability to respond. So that's why. Oh, I, yes. Yeah. Um, but Donna Haraway, she talks a lot about tentacular thinking, so also yes. about following, of course, these relationships. And mm -hmm. she says, like, what can help us is making very concrete, situated stories about also non-humans. This is something we haven't discussed at all. We're talking a lot about humans and human corporations and stuff, but also about the way that animals or that plants or rivers, technologies also make an effort to try to survive and to try to keep also other species alive because we're all dependent on each other. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, so there's also a lot to do with making, trying to, to think or try to follow these lines, all the, the relationships that we're in with it, without trying to make it like, uh, again, into something to like making an overview of all the relationships that I'm in because that will paralyze me as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's always, it's <laughs> pragmatic also. There yeah. are some things that I think, okay, I hear that flying is bad for me. Uh, for me, yeah, also for me, but for the world. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, then I can research these kind of things. I can read about certain stories yeah, about yeah, what, yeah. what does actually happen when I fly. Mm -hmm. or, uh, same is easier, I think, for, for instance eating meat okay what is the yeah. meat that i eat where does it come from uh, where did this animal live what part of the animal is it actually in etc yeah. etc et also for the clothes that i'm wearing where yeah, it's it, always where is it made, if you get a broader understanding of something then you're better able to make a choice eventually. but also yeah, you're but more in peace with the choices made from the other side yeah, like yeah, it's, yeah i guess absolutely yeah, yeah. but sure. do we then lay that that 
task to research the product at the consumer. Exactly. Because then again, that's what we could have done already, like for the for the past years, like research what we eat, but it's not that effective and functional to do it. It's not effective mm. and functional, and plus it's a lot of time that you're demanding out of the consumer. So to answer also to what Theo just presently, like uh, he said that, uh, would you pay more to uh, for like your flight to compensate mm. for the CO2? Again, uh, the corporation uh, that provides you with the flight, with the goods, is it really necessary that I have to pay this extra money for the CO2 or is it just a way for the corporation to make an extra profit out of a, a global sensation of mm. guilt around yeah. the environment? Yeah. So if you're transparent about the fact that like, you see, like this is the goods that I need to provide you and this is the price that it takes me and this is like the margin of profit that I want to have. Mm -hmm. If you as a corporation do that research, I can then like just uh, pay the ticket price, which should already include the option yeah, and yeah. it's not mm -hmm. a matter of me to be there and uh, wonder around if I could uh, check that box, pay those two extra euros or not. And if I didn't then feel guilty when I go to the checkout. It should not work like this because if uh, you are a corporation, literally what you're doing is providing goods for the community and then there comes the profit. Mm -hmm. But if you are aware that uh, you're providing a good, like for example the flight, you should calculate that already within your own cost. It's something that you should be aware about. It's not that I have to read the, all of the, to do research on to everything that I have around. Mm -hmm. It's a, a lot. It can paralyze you as well because then you feel guilty whichever thing you do. Yeah, but it, it and it can, but it can also apply also this idea of researching and of following lines. It doesn't necessarily have to apply also only to consumers or to individuals. This is something that a company can do as well. It's, that's what yeah. I mean. Like yeah. you should do it as a company. Like mm -hmm. a, it's not. Let's not bring all the focus onto the individual and how the mm -hmm. individual is guilty because they didn't research well enough. Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. If I'm a, a mm. consumer, you say it in the word, I should consume a good that is brought to me by mm. an, another, a, a second agency. It's not a, a consume that like it's coming within me. So it's not that I can research within what I am mm. doing and I can know all of the things that are brought to me. The research should be into a first step within the agencies. But I think most of the time this research from out of the cooperation is already there. It's just the fact that they need to make it more transparent when they are selling the actual yeah. product or service. Yeah, yeah, but it shouldn't just be research from the corporation itself. It should no. be an external party researching mm. them. Okay. Lydia, you, yeah. oh, sorry. Uh, you said you, you think you can, uh, both are uh, an option to do both? Like. Yeah, so it's not about also again there's also a difference between researching everything yeah. and some things. And I think this is, this is also not, for me personally, it's something that we have to, it's, it taps into a whole different way of seeing what it is to be human, of seeing what it is to how do we relate to other beings, uh, to the world, which is something that has to be learned at a very young age yeah. also for me. Mm -hmm. So it's, it isn't something that we, I mean, and it, this is something we can share, we can spread out, for the people who aren't in school anymore now, and of course for those who don't don't get this thought already. But I think this is something, um, ideally, and for me personally, I think this is, uh, I'll strive to work also for that, is something that we have to teach children already. Mm. Um, and then it, um, 
it's not, yeah. So it's you can say you have the responsibility to, to do research. This is something also again mm -hmm. a very hard claim and also a very again you're talking about this responsibility of black and white of mm -hmm. uh, pointing fingers. Um, and again, for me, it is about changing this, transforming it into a way of okay. If I if I read stuff about this or if I uh, become aware when whenever I'm capable I mean this is also of choosing I, I choose sometimes not to know about certain things because I think okay this is not for me within my possibilities of at this point of life uh, mm -hmm. to know about this but some other, other things I do and then uh, I can make a decision or I can make choices in that domain just again making us more capable instead of um, uh, putting a, some kind of guilt or some kind of responsible responsibility on us. And same for corporations, I think. Mm -hmm. It works as well. Of course, there are people working there. It's yeah, it's yeah. not an abstract entity. Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. 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 Mm. It's not made out of abstract. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, like, for me, the, what I thought was really nice when it comes to research is um, the Eerlijke Geldwijzer, which is like the honest money scheme <laughs> uh, where because I wanted to I learned about the fact that banks invest my money into I don't know war or or fay uh, you know uh, cows and etc so then I thought okay that's that's not nice because I want to do these things with my life but they're spending my money on something that I don't agree with and then you have this this platform which is the the honest money trail advisor yeah, yeah and then yeah. you can see based on reports which banks uh, are the greenest or which uh, are about uh, diversity within their company you know, stuff like this and this made me very made it easy for me to make a, a transition from Rabobank mm. to Triodos because I uh -huh. because I knew from their statistics and their reports that that was the company to go for. Mm -hmm. So I think these things are also very nice um, if they are brought, brought up more. Mm -hmm. And this is, for me, I think alternatives. Because there is an alternative bank which I can choose to go to. It doesn't limit me in any way, it's just a matter of switch. And I think for like, this has to be about meat and travel and all those things should be just an alt more alternatives and that alternative should become stronger. And then it's easier to make the switch, sort of, from mm -hmm. to to compensate for what you're, what you're doing. But it's like a great example for what happened with the box. The black box was in between you and your bank, mm -hmm. but yeah. the honest yeah. Yeah. money yeah. advisor sort of cleared that up. Yeah. And they also said on the thing like uh, they are not being transparent about this. They're they're mm. saying this. Oh yeah. If yeah. a company is like shielding their. But then that's that's sort of just a non-profit organization of, of from what what uh, who initiated. I'm actually not sure who the yeah. the, the the idea behind it is, yeah. but. It, it was for me very, uh, yeah, very, very nice to. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess this advisor, this online platform, yeah. um, is based on research. So yeah. Just to go back to the importance of re research, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for me personally, and correct me if I'm wrong, because this is just my really one-sided perspective on, <laughs> on this world. Um, a lot of research is as it will be lost. Like there is, uh, like. Um, like people do research and then they don't transform it into a design like a platform mm -hmm. to advise people uh, a certain story or a m yeah. message. Um, do you guys feel the same about this? Just to check out first. 
Yeah, that you mean because like a lot like of information is not going to the general to the, public. To, to the general public, yeah, exactly. Sort of translating that yeah. research is, into some sort of accessible yeah. tool that you can really empathize ac- on your yeah, 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 yeah. non-academic yeah. translation. Yeah, exactly. definitely. So that yeah. could definitely. Do you feel the same? Yeah, I think it's also. Uh, it really depends on why people, why researchers do their research, because a lot of, and th- I think this is one of the, the issues also in academia. Um, we have, of course, a standard also of making objective knowledge, of making some kind of um, yeah, theoretical perspective or theoretical research, which is for the benefits of the academic world. Also, again, you publish it in some kind of magazine or journal, um, which is being read by five people, mm-hmm. uh, which takes a lot of effort. But it isn't, it isn't something that uh, researchers are being um, rewarded for if they translate this into something uh, yeah. uh, uh, accessible to other people. But this is also, and this also steers, of course, the, the research projects because it may be not that interesting for their career to research things like this, mm-hmm. which is, of, of course, also very difficult. But it's also, so th- this is one point, like it's not really interesting to make this this accessible uh, and at the same time I also think um, yeah it also uh, has a lot to do with the like inher- inherently in the kind of research that is being done they are trying to make more objective statements about things uh, about general things about general um, uh, how do you say developments for instance, mm-hmm. instead of making a very concrete and very situated on mm. specific things that mm. are happening at a specific place. Mm-hmm. And I think this is also something, because it's the second thing is what we need when we want to make these kind of yeah. uh, uh, informed choices, because of course it's different what what happens here in Rotterdam or what happens here in, in, the, in the Netherlands than what happens in the UK or what happens mm-hmm. in yeah. the US. So this is also something that is, I think, yeah, that should be changed. Yeah, yeah. I think the, I think the translation uh, is done by art. Sort of. I they, guess they, this, they, I, they take yeah. this information mm-hmm. and then then translate it. I to fully agree. Tangible. I feel like I feel like uh, there should be uh, more stimulation into this cooperation of this academic world and yeah. uh, the translators, I guess, yeah. in the form of yeah. designers and yeah. Um, yeah. But I think more and more that. Um, artists are going towards science um, hmm. and take that as their source for what they're trying to say. Yeah, yeah. make it visible. Yeah. yeah. But I think it's also really scary and also like sort of um, like really lays a big, um, like creates some sort of vulnerability towards the consumer that there is this third party that like um, needs to make the translation. like clarify this black box why Why because who really who says that those like parties who do that are honest and are not mm-hmm. in there yeah. for so other someone has to but research that's like their research. yeah that so when are you sure that yeah. you are not again led to mm. a wrong yeah initiative mm. yeah but as a consumer they, the researcher yeah. should be the director of that project yeah. <laughs> i guess and you should because you should still as a consumer then research your researcher yeah, so yeah, then again, course. you but then are the that's one That's like always the question. Yeah. It gets like really philosophical. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but that's with but research always, right? People yeah. always research each other's research to try and find holes and 
Yeah. So that's yeah. But then as a switch of mind, that has to happen, I think, because you're talking about, for example, the um, responsibility that then uh, a consumer might have, that a person like you know being educated since their uh, since young age has. So it. Uh, the responsibility of being informed becomes something that is normal. And uh, the responsibility of being informed, it's something that then should be taken on by also the corporation. So then like you have two uh, entities which are uh, doing their research, but it's not felt as a, an extra work that you're doing. You're doing exactly what you're supposed to, because within the educational frame, I'm giving you the uh, idea that responsibility it's what you should do like a responsibility or within your information mm -hmm. uh, it's something that you should take care of so it doesn't necessarily have to be also extra it yeah, can also exactly. be instead of the way we've been taught we're being taught to mm -hmm. think that's exactly why I think yeah. that there is the need for a complete switch of ideal mm -hmm. yeah. so then like you have uh, and don't forget the government also yeah. by the way but but that, but that but that's also yeah. happening. The, yeah, the yeah, switch yeah. of ideas. Yeah. And it's uh, for example like if in that uh, in in Italy like now they have introduced this like uh, environmental uh, classes from the mm -hmm. young age, so you, you get informed really? on two things. Oh, nice. Yeah, and it's wow. mandatory. It's within yeah. the program. And that's a, a first yeah. step, and then, like I think, it has to become the new normal. Yeah, yeah. like yeah, it yeah. needs to. Oh, man, it should become normal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, no, but it, it is. Like it, it yeah. shouldn't be a discussion anymore. It, no. it should be. Uh, so you shouldn't be um, sort of outstanding if you're doing something green. It should be. It should mm -hmm. be the basis yeah. of, yeah. of those things. But about the parallelization, I think that's such an important aspect of society now because there is a change coming but there's also a lot of people that i talk about that turn to nihilism mm -hmm. that feel like we're already lost and we're already fucked and everything what we're doing is already bad so might as well just continue on the path because oh, yeah. there's not going to be a change i guess and that's leadership right yeah i mean there were the first vegans in the past few decades yeah. i guess those were leaders they were mm -hmm. yeah setting yeah. up uh, for others, yeah. others to follow. The seed camp, and now we're fo we're following. But their that's yeah. It's easier for us to. Sorry. Yeah. I think uh, there's something different because you can still. Yeah. Because what you say is it's too big. Fuck it. We're too late. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think it's also very important that people understand that they do have uh, that they can have a positive impact in 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 baby steps as well. And I think that should be also focused on that we, as as humans, don't hate ourselves, mm -hmm. but that we can find peace within what we have, and that we can actually see the the, the positive power we can also do. Yeah. But that it's also okay to not be Jesus. To you know that should be very <laughs> important. And for me, I, I follow, for instance, the the happy activist on on social media. I don't know if you guys know him, no. but. Yeah. He, what he does is he says there's so much like cynical um, uh, talks about when it comes to global warming. So he has dedicated this, this channel to positive things that are already happening. So there are already yeah. solutions from tiny to very big um, uh, things. Like they, they show that, um, that they're making stop signs. How do you say that? The, the, Traffic signs yeah, the in Amsterdam, they're making yeah. them um, towards um, bamboo instead of iron. Mm -hmm. And I've seen them myself now in the city where I'm like, oh, nice. nice. Yeah. And this for me got a such a big change from 
depressing to oh wait there's mm. there's actually things happening mm. and now yeah. I'm, I'm starting to see possibilities and and this uh, motivates also yeah. to yeah. join yeah. that movement instead yeah. of the paralyzation yeah. where you think oh no we're all gonna die anyways so. i guess why i started about leadership yeah. is that uh this this guy uh also yeah. like if you if you if you're like suffering in the form of you feel paralyzed because you can't do anything because of your moral compass um there are solutions to this as well mm-hmm. uh, for instance a happy activist and like also knowing that you are um knowing what you're actually doing you know mm-hmm. what it will result into yeah i guess and also also a friend of mine uh he he struggles with becoming a vegetarian because he feels this this pressure thing and he's constantly failing when he's eating meat so he's like ah oh, I, th- I did it again <laughs> but he switched his mindset to um I did a good thing by not eating meat instead of I'm doing a bad thing yeah. if I do eat meat. Yeah. So it's like the, he creates his rewarding system mm-hmm. which helps him transition towards vegetarianism. And it's like these these mind switches that mm-hmm. are very important. That we yeah, don't I think just that's exact, exactly people. how it should go. Like create this belief that we are moving onto something yeah. better. Well, and that's, that's how well. you can motivate people yeah. to exactly. join. Yeah. To keep the balance, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Otherwise it will become really And, and people depressing. are, are yeah. from nature, like built to work together. So yeah. I, I think yeah. we still like tackle this this whole problem. But we don't but if our morale as as sort of an army Mm-hmm. Is is low? Then yeah. then we're fucked. Yeah, yeah. But then, we then, lose we lose motivation. Yeah. yeah, we have then to bring her in Greta Thunberg, but yeah. she is like naming a lot of bad things that we are that yeah. we are doing all yeah, these. She's bad very things. angry, yeah. which is good also mm-hmm. because you need you need like um, you need happy activists, but you need strong activists as well because just yeah. happiness is not gonna. Yeah, yeah that's true. But there's need, like, there's also that you need to have tension. this understand. Yeah, I guess yeah. The yeah. Well. yeah. But you also also need to understand that you don't really motivate maybe a lot of people to join if yeah. you are but it is it is good because it, it brought a lot of things in yeah, attention it's, yeah. and it's and it's it starting started, to roll yeah, out. Yeah. So you do need these heavy, heavy yeah. sort of things. But yeah. it shouldn't be all. Yeah. If yeah. you're going to listen to this girl all the time you're gonna get very sad, I think. Exactly. Yeah. So it, there should be like this this nice balance of yeah. what is happening and, and what is bad, but not just bad. Don't just shame because then mm-hmm. you're gonna feel like gonna you know. Hope, yeah. Okay, apparently we're an, an evil species, and now I'm gonna continue on my path because I can't do anything yeah. else. Yeah. How did maybe, oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, maybe on the uh, what we're talking now about now more is about changing the way we think. Yeah. Of course, also very much. And I, I still wanted to say something about the cap ID uh-huh. of the yeah. flight because yeah. <laughs> I actually <laughs> way back an hour no ago. That was because I'm, I'm hesitant more about this than you, maybe. Um, what, what does hesitant mean? Terughouden. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because I think it exactly... I get... Because it reinforces the way we think currently. And I think we have to change the way we think completely. So what you get is, of course... And that's, it is a pragmatic solution, kind mm-hmm. of, mm-hmm. of course. Or not even a solution, but a step. Um, but at the same time, when it becomes, it will be a lot of, when you wanted to want to enforce this by law, then this is a, a big process that we have to enter in. Whereas it isn't the ideal solution also. Mm-hmm. And this is of course difficult because of course you need to be pragmatic and I also you want to like be pragmatic. You mean like symptom bestriding, like symptom. Yeah, but and at the same time, it teaches people to think at a certain way in saying, 
uh, this is what I am allowed to do. And this is because I get these questions from some people when I mm -hmm. talk about climate change or about my topic, then uh, several people have asked me, um, yeah, what, what am I allowed to do? How much can I fly per year? Yeah. I say, nothing. No, you can <laughs> you can fly at all. And then, or some people say, okay, yeah, I read that uh, having children is uh, so much is I don't know exactly, but it is so much worse than of course flying. Uh -huh. yeah. um, okay, I don't have children. Uh, then I can fly uh, every month, right? So, no, you can't. <laughs> so this is of course also. Um, uh, it, it reinforces a way of being entitled to make mm -hmm. these missions, yeah. whereas we, even if you set the cap at, I don't know, 500 kilometers a year, then we still are using, I don't know, yeah. two or three Earths at a least. A lot of, yeah. uh, you saw this in the Netherlands, it was an article um, that said that we're eating more meat. Mm -hmm. And that is one of the reasons is um, compensation behavior. Yeah. So because we're feeling like we're constantly have to um, look at the things we do, then we're allowed this little satisfying thing so then we're eating more meat to compensate for the for the yeah. harsh things we're doing yeah, yeah. but I think yeah that that's also a good one yeah and of course this is also I mean when I say no you're not allowed to do this of course it's a very harsh position as well mm -hmm. what I actually yeah. said we shouldn't do but at the same time I mean this is about um, a, and there I mean, there's a difference between these this information or these facts of they, they think, or people think, and also when you make it into a law, that this is scientifically supported or something, that this is okay to do. Whereas there's a difference between this is okay to do from a scientific perspective, from the idea of, of uh, mitigating these um, um, climate change, yeah. uh, from dealing with it on a personal level, um, and making an effort. So these are different things that I think is very important also to distinguish. And I think f with law, it's the difficulty that it it gets, it makes people think that it's the first thing, like it's normal, it is legitimized by everyone in the in the in the uh, community, whereas it isn't. But it is a pragmatic effort. So this is different. This is. I think attention that I yeah. want to bring in. Yeah. 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 What, I, what I think is interesting is um, to compare it a bit with smoking, uh, because it used to be very normal to smoke, to smoke around children if you're pregnant. Uh, you know, all these, all these. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and and now we sort of we banished it from a lot of cafes, and now it's you're not allowed to smoke in public space. You need to be in this this specific area to smoke, and it's getting more and more restrictions. Yeah. Um, also, the science is getting more and more clear about the health effects of, of these things. It was already. Yet, huh? It was already. It yeah, of course, it was already, but it's, it's also away. been, yeah. um, by advertising, yeah. a bit ruined with yeah. fake uh, <laughs> yeah. researches. Um, but, like, um, like, the government eventually enforced now these rules uh, to change our behavior, and I think it did have a big impact mm. on it mm -hmm. but it still is like still the consumer still has the choice to buy these these packages and I, I think that's a, uh, what I'm trying to say is it, this is an example of when the government intervenes with our behavior mm -hmm. and that it could have 
a, bi a big impact. Yeah, and, and that the government could have like this little influence within the behavior. So yeah. that for the cap and trade system, they yeah. could make like this limitation wherein we can still like do what we want, but it's like reduced to only the necessary flights of the, or mm. the necessary food or the necessary emission. But for but that, that you need an uh, underlying idea for which you're organizing this. So that's what, that's what I mean like when you, I say it needs to be a switch within the general conscience, but also like within the law system, you, the government like should have then a clear uh, agenda, a clear mm -hmm. idea behind the agenda. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's, uh, if it's uh, an environmental uh, aware agenda, then you do make those positions and then the individual responds to the society that you're trying to build. But as for now, like if you just leave it to the individual to, uh, uh, you have the responsibility to do your research, to then arrange your flight within this time frame, and then like figure out how to be the best sustainable self that you can be. Instead, if I do have a support system, which is like the um, society that is shaped around me, I have reference, I don't feel alone, I don't feel guilt tripping every time that I am doing something that is not sustainable because it happens then you have uh, an underlying idea you know that you're working towards something better by every step you take it's what you say is yeah. positive and i think that the government will be shaping uh, their uh, law system around those things could actually help a lot because then you give reference to people you don't have just the individual which are pointing fingers to each other how you're vegan but then i saw you at that mm -hmm. uh, uh, i don't know yeah. workplace i saw you <laughs> Uh, it's, it doesn't matter because you're into a society which everyone is working towards something better yeah. and there is yeah. an information coming from the government, from the law system and from yourself. Everyone is responsible and everyone is together working towards something else, yeah. a new conception of uh, this whole thing. I think it's also really interesting with the smoking example because also somebody said, I don't know who again, I forgot, but like if only we would invest as much effort in anti-CO2 uh, emissions yeah. as we are doing currently. Yeah. But of course, also, I don't know, I recently I read the book and was in a panel also on Merchants of Doubts. I don't know if you know the book, which is on lobbyists, uh, oh. lobbyists of <laughs> doubts. So yeah. how they sell doubts in mm -hmm. scientific research on yeah. smoking. Yeah. And smoking is, of course, it's... And also meat and, and about yeah. a lot of things. Yeah. So this, is, this book was spe specifically on... Uh, smoking on tobacco industry, on uh, the ozone layer, um, and on climate change. Um, but the smoking, of course, I mean, now we're seeing that it's this fully developed also, but in, I mean, this, they know that smoking causes death mm -hmm. since the, I think, late 50s already or something, yeah. or the start of the 60s. Yeah. So it's such a long time and also with, Took which I found very time. interesting also in the in the book is that the the first Bush administration, mm -hmm. the Bush is the first, he already had this whole um, uh, program of mitigating climate change because they knew this yeah. and they thought yeah. we're going to change this and then certain lobbyists right and yeah. it, yeah. it can yeah. let and then it, it's exactly it was it's almost exactly it, yeah. the same yeah. where they they talked about climate change for a long time already yeah. um i think i'm not i'm not, I'm not gonna say precisely because i don't know the exact thing but like way back they already discovered mm. that certain things cause co2 yeah, and this could have an effect yeah. Yeah. yeah 
And uh, exactly, they're, 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 it has sort of the same struggling way of continuing because of disinformation and also different parties who, who have um, uh, intensities. Uh, intentions? Yeah, yeah, intentions. So that they, they want money, so that's why they change it. And the same with smoking, same with alcohol. And you also have a cultural thing where it's culturally appropriate to do certain things. So that's why this should be stayed it shouldn't be changed because this is what we know and like you're battling so many things at yeah. the same time. We are so slow. Huh? As humanity, we are very slow. <laughs> yeah, we're very slow because we have all these rules and tradition. bureaucracy and tradition. <laughs> and you see it with, yeah. with uh, sort of yeah. beat with the back beat, like don't touch tradition because then people yeah. are going to get very angry. Very angry. You don't want to take away our things. Yeah, that's, that's always the, the thought. What things? Like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And at the same time, there are examples, and I think also uh, with the happy activists, which you mentioned, mm -hmm. but also Rebecca Solnit has this beautiful little book, Hope in the Dark, which is also about all these, all these positive effects that have happened yeah. in history and that we forget about because we think we only see or we only focus on yeah. those things that don't work or that yeah. don't change. But of course, there are so many improvements yeah. being yeah. made and so many things changed. Yeah. Um, yeah, the correspondent yeah. also has like two books. Yeah. Uh, how gaan we this yeah. and um, alle mensen deugen of so. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, and they're they're both like the most people deugen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, it's very very positive actually on, yeah. on the on the whole take. Yeah. So we can sort of conclude maybe that we as like a society consumer we need to sort of make this into a more positive. Yeah. Like lead this whole society yeah. into yeah. a more positive approach that maybe eventually a government can make. Yeah. Can sort of pick this up. Battling CO2 should be sexy. And it yes. Be <laughs> just a very nice thing to be yeah. around. Yeah. And it and shouldn't be like this strict <laughs> environment of no shame, shame. Yeah. yeah. yeah but not too positive. positive. Not too positive. You gotta no, be. No, no. Be be no, no. no of course. But, I'm but angry you need too. to be yeah. Yeah. radical. Yeah. Yeah. There also needs to be a little bit of. Yeah. of yeah, uh, mental slack. But also, in order to sort of do something with your angriness, we need to maybe yeah. hide it into happiness, like uh, the horse <laughs> of uh, Troje. Like have all this anger inside of a nice. Are you okay with that? Happiness uh, outside. <laughs> I think to this reach is also too yeah. 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 <laughs> I think this is also too black and white again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there's yeah. something in between. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's that's the whole thing. I think yeah. it's about bringing on a frame. You just need to have a frame of movement in which then your anger, your positivity can freely express and can be guided towards something better. So yeah. you know that like within both like whichever feelings you're feeling, it's okay. And then like yeah. you it's are an investment just moving. in a way. Like, do you mean by framing it, uh, you know where it comes from and where it will result into? And in like a sense, because then, uh, uh, yeah, I yeah. Uh, it's exactly like that. If you give it a, a frame, so you know that you're working towards yeah. something yeah. that it's clear, no? Mm. Like yeah. uh, how to uh, work around this environmental crisis, and you know that your steps, the steps that you take, are mm. for the best. And mm. then you know that you are also gonna do some uh, steps which are uh, not exactly the best, but it's also because of the system in which you are, which has to say, which has to change. Mm. And then it's uh, you see, you can uh, get angry at that, you yeah. can get positive at that. I'm not whether I'm not sure if it's whether um, a matter of uh, knowing that your anger is justified or not. I think it's more of like a lot of people who are angry about this about mm. these issues, they. Um, they inherently lack understanding 
towards that which they're fighting. That's what I philosophically think about uh, conflict in general. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, um, guys, let's just wrap this up because we are already <laughs> at one and a half hours. Okay. Um, Producing CO2 is sexy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a conclusion. <laughs>